what's up everything in the midst of a turbulent week in the nhl the blues are home from the bubble and it's time to start thinking about the season ahead the first question whether the blues will re-sign alex petrangelo we've got thoughts we'll share them ahead so let's get started and let's go blues Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Friday, August 28th, and we are here together again. We've been together for weeks now. Mm-hmm. We've not... been together for years, in fact. Well, yeah, sure. Steven still hasn't put a ring on well... it, so <laughs> why buy the cow when you can have the milk much. for yeah, free? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is a bananas insulting expression. <laughs> Uh, we are here. It is uh, a good evening for us. Long day at work for me. I don't want to speak for you, but uh, otherwise overall good. Uh, obviously, NHL games have been postponed today uh, in the wake of the social movement uh, led by the uh, Black Players Association. What's the official name for that? I should know. I should also know. I will look it up. But, uh, you know, the the group that's headed by uh, Evander Kane and Matt Dumba, among others, um, in response to what happened in Kenosha, I think, uh, you know, we talked at length. <coughs> sorry. Good Lord. Sorry. Good I'm Lord. I'm so sorry. Uh, spicy, spicy water. <laughs> <laughs> spicy water. Uh, we talked at length, um, after the death of George Floyd about these kinds of issues. I think if you want a fuller treatment there, um, you can, you know, go look that up and we'll just kind of say that, uh, that's a lot of that is still true. So, um, yeah, go back to that. Uh, and you know, we're not in these playoffs, so it's not an exactly blues related thing, but, um, yeah. I guess I guess I've said um enough times that you know I think we uh, will kind of just leave that to be its own thing. Uh, and what's the H Hockey Diversity Alliance? Is that it? I knew it started with the H, which um, is probably I should have just guessed that was hockey. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably should have. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's going on. Everybody knows that plenty of. Furor and excitement and everything in between on Twitter that you all can browse to your heart's content, but um, <laughs> but uh, that is what it is. So that's happening, and uh, we're going to talk about the boys now, I guess. Unless you have more you'd like to say about that. Uh, all I'd like to say is just that um, for people that don't necessarily enjoy that players have sort of stepped up and decided that they want to postpone some games just to get people aware of what's going on i would say yeah that's pretty much what it is they're not going to solve racism they're not going to solve police brutality they're not going to solve all these things that we would like solved by doing by uh, delaying games but it is an act of bringing awareness to something that while i agree a lot of people are aware of of the situation maybe someone isn't mm-hmm. and if it brings just a little bit of awareness to somebody else that wasn't initially aware uh, I think it's worth it. So. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, if it was a real easy problem to solve, 
we'd have done it <laughs> yeah that's why i always think so. i'm like you know yeah you can't solve yeah. it all at once so so baby steps so props to them i thought it was really cool that the western conference no dig at the eastern conference but the western conference uh when they went to send like i think they were just sending a representative from each team to talk to the media about it eastern conference did that followed letter of the law and the western conference like all four teams just showed up behind the mm-hmm. desk in masks and i was like this seemed this looked really cool and also if this was if i was like a reporter on the other side of this which granted no one's really a reporter on the other side because they're in a bubble yeah um I'd be mad intimidated because that looks scary. A bunch of people in masks just standing on one side of the desk, and here I am, Jeremy Rutherford, scared shitless on the other side. But it was a nice, you know, it was a nice show of solidarity. And yeah, it's just one of those things that's, it's always going to be going on. And so I think it's going to interweave itself into sports as much as some people might not like it. And all I'd say is like, don't don't leave the sport if yeah. you really honestly. I've always thought if you really don't like it, well, just kind of just don't. You should pay attention. But if you really hate it. You can just not pay attention for now if that's yeah. to your heart's content. So, anyways. Yeah. I have mixed emotions, and there, you know, there are multiple facets to this thing, and it's a complex issue. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can knock the players for doing what they believe is right. And Yeah, and I give the NHL credit a... for letting them do that. I mean, this is an organization, a whole league that probably... Shit, man, like five years ago even would probably be like, no, 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 no. Oh, you were not. Five you, months ago. Yeah, I know. I was like, you will not be doing any of this. So just the fact that they let them do that, I do think it's a little bit easier for the NHL uh, to allow this given the fact that it's a bubble mm-hmm. and they just play in those two places and they don't, they're not uh, jumping and, you know, getting in the way of like a Demi Lovato concert that's tomorrow here. Right. We can't just reschedule this game tomorrow. So it's a lot easier for them to do this, but nevertheless... You know, good on the players for doing it anyways. But Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, I forgot what my last thought was going to be. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, no. I just hockey in particular has had plenty of its own unique issues with race this year alone. Uh, it seems like ages ago that all that Akeem Alou mm-hmm. and uh, what's the guy, the, the coach who got. Oh, Bill Peters. Yeah, all that stuff was yep. going down. Um but that was this season, technically. Right. And um, this was the longest so, season you know, ever. <laughs> that's true. I mean, literally true, I guess. But um, so you know, for that sport in particular to kind of had this much of a change yeah. of heart. Um, again, you know, I th- I think whatever you want to say about the issues themselves, or have debates about policy or solutions or anything else, uh, I don't think you can really knock the players for doing what they think is right. And, well, people will. You can. You can but you I can would suggest you, you don't. Um, so, yeah, that's all All I felt like we needed to yeah, say about that. Yeah. But Because um, plenty of more eloquent people have said more. But um, let's move on to another uh, less globally significant but not less depressing topic. The Vladimir Tarasenko injury. I forgot how much news there was yeah. this week, which oh, I yeah. guess there always is at the debrief, you know, after a season. But this is so sad, Stephen. This Tarasenko re-injury, uh-huh. not fixed shoulder thing. It's a lot. Like, it seems a lot like the Fabry thing, where it's like, nope, this just didn't take. When I googled this, but I don't never. I never understand with this. Like, 
the dude went through a lot of rehab, mm-hmm. presumably. How'd they never find it there? You well, know? So it seemed like one of these things, he had a quote that we can get to where, or in his Instagram where he talked about, like, he never quite felt like it was right. And I don't know if you just fall in the category of, like, doesn't feel quite right, but maybe that it's goes away effort, with time yeah. and then it never really does. But anyways, I googled this injury earlier today and I was like, Tarasenko out five months shoulder injury. You then get stuff from a year ago. Uh And then I just Googled it. Now I said Vladimir Tarasenko shoulder injury. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let's see. I want to see what shoulder it was. I couldn't remember. And I was looking to see when he hurt it. He grabbed his left shoulder. So I'm assuming it's that. I'm sorry. I missed that. But (laughs) I was like, because I always look for that against the Kings because it says like, you know, we played against the Kings, got Uh pulled on his arm. But when I looked this up, this one is from 2018 because it's the first one. No. Oh, every time I Google it, it's one of the other ones. And it just reminds me about how sad three I am. in three years. Um, 2018, 2019, 2020. Doug Armstrong, quote, as saying, he was very limited when he returned. He had shoulder surgery, obviously, at the start of the season. He rehabbed. He came back. We had to do another MRI because he wasn't feeling good. That surgery in October didn't take the way that we had hoped. It wasn't successful. He's going to go back in and have more surgery next week, and it's serious in the sense that he won't be with us and he won't be reevaluated until five months after the date of the surgery. It's not a positive that we're going through right now. Thanks, Doug. We just know he prepares and trains and needs to get back and play well for us. It's a concern in the sense that he's going to have three surgeries. Thanks, Dougie. Uh, Vlad himself had a much longer, uh, post on his Instagram. God, it's so hard to not, I mean, not that I'm trying to, but it would be so hard not to love this guy if I was inclined to. Uh, he says, I will not try and do this in a Russian accent. Uh, You're it's going to come out with one the way he I'm writes sure. it. He, <laughs> Hi everyone. I think it's about time, to- about a time to say something. Obviously long season, long year, missing playing games, but it is what it is. Last few months, I felt like something wrong, but still trying to play. When we found out what it, what it is when I get back home from the bubble, to take some speculations away, no, I'm not done. Career is not done. There was a problem which being found finally, so I'm more motivated than ever to finally get healthy and play. I hope and believe that doctors will do their job, fix the problem, and there is a solution for that. Seems like a dig at the doctors. <laughs> will just yeah. do their job. I hope it's not the same. Would you get it with the same doctors? I sure would. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Come how back many times do you want to screw his this? Head. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm, I, I don't really think I messed up. So I, The we're buzzer just gonna, didn't go off last time. We're just going to do it again. Light up, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going to do the same thing again and hope it takes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so can't wait to get it done and start working on coming back, playing hockey, scoring, score goals and enjoy the game again. Winky face Two to blues fans in the city of St. Louis. Even I almost didn't play last season. Thank you for supporting blues and myself, especially with that injury. When we came here, St. Louis, you helped me and my family feel like home here and it is our home. Now we received so many positive, warm and nice messages. Your support helping me recover faster and feel better. Also, there is a different group of people. haters and the ones who is laughing make predictions make fun and send bad messages to me and my family god bless you and all your family hope no one will ever text things like this to you or to the one you love instead and instead of this just wish me a good recovery winky face again just cherubic just angelic who has haters like that oh, <laughs> very, i'm so sorry very last one 
Though, uh, through this tough time, I really hope you guys stay safe and healthy, as well as your family members. It's a tough 2020 so far and sad end of the season, but we have to move on. There's a time now to get healthy, prepare for next year, and make another run for the cup. Life has always given us some challenges, and this is one will not break me. See you soon, and thanks again for support. Um, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to not love that guy. Uh, it sucks. It does suck. And I don't want to proclaim his career is over, but in the same way that we always said with Robbie Fabry, like, you got to be real scared. I think you got to be real scared here. Now, the positive side is nothing about his skating is upset or, or disrupted. Mm. The problem is that he's a shooter first, and this is a shooting shoulder, so that's not great. Um... That's my shooting shoulder, coach. <laughs> That's my shooting shoulder. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's a complex situation. And uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, it sucks. That's trade them. Yeah, you trade them for donuts. So that's the thing is, like, we have bantied about a little bit about, like, off of the podcast, in the green room, you know, in the, pre, mm-hmm. the pre-recording. With the warm-up audience, uh, we've talked a lot about <laughs> Those how guys suck yeah, they're you guys. they're not very good. No. They're always saying we need to improve, and we tell them we're trying, we're trying so hard. One of them said, "Let's go Oilers today." Just didn't get it right at all. Yeah, no. Just a disaster. <laughs> uh, please, please clap. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think you can fall in two categories. Where you're like, "Well, Vladdy's going to come back. His shoulder will hopefully be healed," and you'll be as good as ever. If not, you know, maybe just a little underneath what he used to perform at. Or you fall in the category of, like, he's busted now. We need to trade him. And the weird thing of it is, I think you just have to... I think reality dictates that you have to fall in the middle in the sense that you can't... You literally can't You can't trade him. him. He's got a busted shoulder. Well, I think for one thing, you literally can't trade him. Well, yeah, but he's like... He's on IR, but also... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, I mean, maybe... I'm sure somebody will trade you. Yeah, but low, low, low return. Carter Verhage yeah. and a seventh round pick for him, you know. But like, you're not getting squat back at this point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand the scaredness towards the fact that he's going to come home or he's going to come back and he's going to have like a a shoulder that's been worked on three times. We've had we've got the Robbie Fabry scares. Shades of Robbie Fabry, Bobby Eyebrows, but you gotta hope that Bobby he's Nats. just that the Fabry thing is a once in a lifetime thing that's gonna happen to a player in your organization. And I mean, heck, he's on Detroit now, and he at least can play and skate and everything, so that works out fine. But yeah, Tarasenko, you gotta hope he comes back and is at least you know seventy percent himself. I would say, like shooting wise or scoring wise, mm-hmm. honestly, like. He won the cup with us. He played a pretty big part in it in the run. Um, if that's all he gives, if that's all he gives the St. Louis Blues, that's fine. That's great. I don't want him to be traded. I don't want him to have his career derailed and not play anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if that worst comes to worst, I think that's okay from me as a fan. But again, if you're Doug Armstrong, um, you got to plan. You got to pray for the best and plan for the worst here. And the you worst is that when you said that on Twitter. Yeah. No, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We co-author some things. And that's true. Run it by. Um, 
Yeah, you just you Sucky just watch Rabbi Fabry. To pray for the <laughs> you just watch that young man's career derail, and granted, like I said, he's back on Detroit and he seems to be okay. But for your organization, you couldn't count on him. And this is a player that you already counted on as a you know as someone that can score goals that can produce for your team. And now he's a giant fat question mark due to these injuries and due to these surgeries. So. I don't know what you do as Doug Armstrong. You kind of have to have a contingency plan. I mean, shit, you went out and you got Falk this year because Petrangelo or Pareko, which we'll talk about down the line, one of these defensemen is not going to be around and you need someone to be around. So you went out and you got Falk. So what are you going to do if Tarasenko's not around anymore? I think that's a question that you originally thought you might have to answer, say, in three years, and now you might have to answer it this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, it sucks. I think my thought is like, you need to prepare for him. You need to plan as if he's not a factor for your team. Yeah, this is something this is John exactly Mazzalek what we said does. Fabry. Just yeah. Plan like he's not there. You just this is something John Mazzalite does in baseball all the time, and it's not even with injured people, but it's just like, what if I plan my whole season? Like, every prospect will be as good as they possibly could be. And it's like, okay, well, that's direction. why your team are always mediocre. Because they're <laughs> fine, but they're not superstars, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, And um, I just, uh, with Tarasenko, you know, on the one hand, it's five months February, I think, is his return timeline. Mm. That season will barely have started, theoretically. I don't know what the season's going to look like. Uh, there was some discussion of that this week. I can't imagine they do bubbles. I don't know how. There's the discussion NHLPA. of four bubbles. Yeah, I don't know how anyone will ever agree to that. But um, I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess you plan and hope he's back then. Mm. But in terms of, like, I'm really torn, and we'll talk about it. It transitions well into our next two topics. But we'll talk about, I'm, I'm torn by our offense. I don't think it's good enough. Without Tarasenko, it's definitely not good enough. But I also kind of want to trade pieces for that offense. So I'm very torn. Although people would tell you we're good without him because we were decent without him this year. And we survived without him. I wouldn't say we were great. But our power play, did you, would you believe our power play was third in the league? I would only because I've been told that before. Really <laughs> only because people it. keep pelting yeah. me with it. But you choose not to believe. Um, shall we go ahead to the Petrangelo stuff? Yeah, so now that Tarasenko is on long-term injury reserve, we got $7.5 million freed up. Just sign Petrangelo. Easy peasy. Don't got to worry about that again until February. Just punt it. You know what I mean? Punt it to February. Yeah, I mean, that is there is an aspect of that. I don't... Uh, but obviously, once you get to February, then you've, you're screwed. That's so. February Doug Armstrong's problem. Yeah, exactly. Just live and Fuck let, that guy. Live and let live, Dougie. Uh, Alex Petrangelo is now officially, well, no, he's not officially an unrestricted free agent, I suppose. It's not until... Although, I read interviews today where that was the fun little question they asked him, where they're like, hey, so, like, how's it feel to be no longer captain of the St. Louis Blues now that you're a free agent, you know, and you don't really belong to any team? And I was like, I don't think that's true yet, but whatever. 
Anyways, being nitpicky. Yeah, no, I mean they're being they're being idiots. Um, but <laughs> take that, Lou. <laughs> Is that Lou who asked it? Oh, I'm sure. I hate Luke. No, I don't. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. We all know that Colton Pareko, that Colton Pareko, that Alex Petrangelo is a free agent. Obviously, there were a lot of quotes this week. Um, you've heard most of them, I'm sure. The big one, uh, Petrangelo saying, obviously, I want to stay a blue. Uh, of course I do. It's the only place I've known my professional hockey. This organization means a lot to me. You see Al McKinnis come around. You see all the other alumni who are around regularly. That means a lot, right? It's guys who have a great relationship with the organization that have been around and have set their roots in St. Louis. Um, this article from Jeremy Rutherford, definitely worth a read if you have not read it on The Athletic. I came away from this article feeling uh, weirdly hopeful that this is going to get done. I've gone back and forth. Last week, I know, and we said, we openly said, we can't be held accountable for anything we said in the immediate aftermath of that loss to the Vancouver Canucks. And listen, we were truthful about that. We were crazy. And we can't be accountable now no, or ever. No, we cannot be held accountable at any point. I will play this in the courtroom. During the prospect pyramid, where our word is sacred. Oh yeah, those tiers are set, uh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next year, when people <laughs> get moved when they around. Get shuffled but that's all your progress. That's right. You can't blame me. That's right. You cannot, and you shall not. The tiers are still there, kind of, uh, on the board next to that's me. That's just a true, like, emotional statement. Too. That's the tiers. The tiers are, are still, still there. there. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked last week about how, like, well, maybe you let him walk and you shake it up. You don't let this guy walk. Yeah, it was no, so stupid. So it was so we're dumb. So, see, that's why you can't listen to us. Last week, so dumb. Don't listen to us last week. But this week, for sure, you got to I... keep Alex Petrangelo. We were, that's what we said from the get-go, and then we lost our minds. Yeah, and now we're back. We're back. We're back on the, we're back on the wagon. I don't think you have to keep Alex Petrangelo. In the sense that, like, if Ryan O'Reilly was a free agent, you have to keep him. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to recognize that if Alex Petrangelo leaves, you're not cup contenders anymore. If Alex Petrangelo leaves, you don't know what your team is. Mm -hmm. It's a mid-tier team at best. It's a bubble team, no pun intended, at best. He is your most important player or your second most important player Behind Ryan O'Reilly, and there's really no debate. I was just looking on Evolving Wild. Alex Petrangelo is 15th in the league in expected goals above replacement. Weirdly behind Oliver Bjorkstrand. <laughs> but, of course. Um, household name. Household name, Alex, Oliver Bjorkstrand. He's also 15th. Uh, and expected war, expected wins above replacement, sandwiched between Shea Theodore and Jake Gunsel, who are not players you would think oh. of on that tier, um, but also behind players like Dominic Kubalik, Travis Konechny, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Jaron Spurgeon, very good. We trashed that contract. I guess he's all right. Uh, <laughs> Panarin, Kucherov, McKinnon, Eichel, Pedersen, Pasternak, Marchand, Matthews. So once you get out top there, not a lot of debate that that's a pretty accurate statistic. <sighs> this guy is too good. He's too good for you to... He's too good for all of us. He's, he's too good for us. He's too good to be here. 
Um, and I just, I feel like these, this team has its identity in him in the sense that its identity is from the blue line out and he is the center of your blue line. So I just don't, I don't know. I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm torn, uh, because, you know, there's a part of me that's like, shake it up. Let's see. Just for fun. Not, not to do with anything for this team. Mm. But I think you gotta let him walk, and also walk. You gotta keep or him. Or gotta keep. He's him. already and gone also, crazy. You have to punish the Toronto Maple Leafs fans. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. If we take him, they don't get to have him, and that's a win too. You know what I'm saying? Does he sign this week? Yes. I was, I was just gonna go him Wyatt Browner. Does he sign this month? Does he sign? I don't think this drags out there's what has been an awful lot of chatter about this week i don't know if it's because they've gotten closer to a deal or if it's because that the bubble is done the blues are done and they're like well this is obviously the next story and so that's what everyone in you know blues media is writing about or the fact that yeah they're back from the bubble so literally doug armstrong's like well i only got one job currently since talk to you well that's the thing that's hard about this it's like your whole off season begins and ends with this decision Mm -hmm. everything else you do (laughs) You know, which I love that they talk about sometimes so casually, like, well, we, you know, we're just seeing where each other's at. I'm like, man, I'd be on the phone. Like, we got to figure this out, dude. I got money to spend and people to trade. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, I think, for example, like, I think you trade Jake Allen regardless, not because I hate Jake Allen, but because he's a $4 million backup goalie. Huso needs to start in the NHL and especially if there's no AHL and uh, maybe you get some value for him. I'm not thinking you get a ton, but maybe you get like a third or a second or a prospect or something. We don't have a second this year. Replace that That's second, right. baby. Right. It's a deep draft. I hear it every year. That's deep draft. Ever deepest. The deepest. The balls deep draft. Oh, baby. It's so deep. Um, but, you know. Hello. <laughs> you know, like it's. I think that's one move you probably do regardless, but you're talking about, like, do I trade Colton Pareko, as we'll talk about in a minute? Do I trade Jaden Schwartz in the final year of his deal? Do I buy out Alex Steen and, and hurt myself next year to... <laughs> I do something stupid. Like, save some money this yeah. year? Do I trade assets to get rid of Steen or Bozak and do, like, a... Um, like a Latera trade sort of thing. Like you got to talk about all those things, which means you got to know first off if you're keeping Petrangelo or not. And if you're not, you got to shake it up, baby, because you can't. If Doug Armstrong lets Alex Petrangelo walk and does one of those things where it's like, well, we brought Joel Evanson back. You remember when we let Backus <laughs> and Brower walk and we signed David Perron, which turned out to be great. We but, didn't know yet. Yeah, but we no. didn't know yet. And Joel Evanson's not Alex Petrangelo, you know? Mm. So, like, that's the sort of thing where it's like, if you do that and that's your season, F, dude. Freaking <laughs> F. We brought Kevin Shattenkirk back, um, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I could see him doing it, too. Oh. Uh, but that dude loves a reunion. That dude loves him a reunion. Troy Brower needs a job. Sure. Cool. <laughs> I don't think you can chance that. I don't think you... If you people talk about keeping this cup window open where they're like, you got to keep Petrangelo and Pareko because what if the cup window closes? Well, if you think that, you got to keep Petrangelo. Mm. There's, I think there's a cup window with Petrangelo and without Pareko, but there's certainly not one without Petrangelo and with Pareko. 
So if you're in favor of letting Alex Petrangelo leave, I'm fine with that. But you've got to understand, we're not winning cups. This conference is too good for us to win without that player on our team. And as I said on Twitter at some point this week, yeah, it probably looks crappy in 6, 7, and 8 of that contract. Mm-hmm. It's probably not great. You know what? I don't care because you need him for 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and by 6, 7, and 8, he's a legend. He's, you know, you're talking about is he in the Hall of Fame? You're talking about is he going to get a statue? You're talking about retiring 27? And I don't care that much. He's breaking team records. And also, as you pointed out, Five, six years from now, we're probably in a rebuild, dudes. Yeah, like... Which is fine. Like, that's, that's fine. That's cool, but our cap is totally different. And at that point, we've talked about it's generally going to stay flat, but we both agree that it's it's probably uh, yeah. going to jump up so pretty quickly. People people are, are treating the flat cap in a number of different ways, and they're all weird to me. There are those who are like, can't do anything because of flat cap, and I'm like... You can do some things, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there are those that are like, act like it's not a thing. But the ones who I think get to me the most are the ones who are like, well, in year six, seven, and eight, flat cap still going to be like punishing us. And it's like, dude, it's not going to be 81.5, 81. 81.5, 81.5, 82.7, 83.9, 85.1. Mm. It's going to be like 81.5, 81. 81.5, 81.5, 81. 86. That's like, and then like, like 89.5 and then shoot mil. up. I really think it will. Especially, I mean, we don't know how fast fans come back or any of that, but like the revenue's there. Seattle's joining regardless you know, and they're paying their entry fee regardless. So, like, it's going to happen, baby, you know? So, mm-hmm. um... How much you think you get? <laughs> What's the deal? It's eight years. It's going to be eight years, obviously, if it gets done. What's the money? What's the money? 8.527. Oh, God. Um, Don't be that way, Alex. What did Yossi get? Thought he got like 9.057 9. or whatever his freaking yeah. number is. You know what? Honestly, if you if he gets nine or a little over, get it whatever. Done, do it. I, I don't, don't care. care. Yeah, I just want this. This has been the like. This is not. That's this hasn't thing. even been a circus, but I'm already that's tired the thing of it. That, p- that pisses me off about some of this stuff. I get negotiations. I know how it works. If you guys are a million dollars apart, figure out where in the middle you're meeting, and mm-hmm. that's ball game. That's what I mean. I'm like, what? you know, like just do it. I don't understand why. It, I understand Yossi why it got takes nine point nine oh five nine. Um, you know, I don't care. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's people that were talking about eight by eight. Where they were like, that's unimaginable for me. I would never do that. And I'm like, really, dude? Really? This is for your thing franchise that, this defenseman? Is, this is another thing that pisses me off. Every team in this league, almost every team in this league, has at least one or two contracts bigger than our biggest contract will be, even after we sign Petrangelo. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're friggin' locking up your money. To me, the ones that bother me more are the sixes, the five or six guys we have at six million dollars, and five million dollars that shouldn't be making anywhere near that. You mm-hmm. pay Tarasenko when he's healthy, and O'Reilly and Petrangelo. Those are the dudes you do pay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I guess we can just use that to transition into kind of the the Blues cap situation a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But let's talk about first 
the Petrangelo trade rumor that's been making the... Pareko. Oh, Jesus, Stephen. These peas. There's, they're peas porridge hot. They're peas porridge Do cold. Do you like peas? The the vegetable? The, I, the letter. The letter. The multiple the, letter peas. Uh, silent uh, peas. Yeah. The vegetable... Mm-hmm. Which is weird to call it that. Fine. It is, but... I don't... I don't feel strongly i'm not disgusted by them i used to be disgusted by them and now i'm just kind of like if they're there holy shit peas god God damn they got peas here (laughs) right into at two guys one cup on twitter if you freaking love peas i I stand peas baby Uh, well i can't stand peas uh over in the turn of phrase over in the uk uh they'll serve like mushy peas have you heard that which yeah, I think it's I've just had like mashed... some of those by accident. <laughs> Someone a, slipped them into my drink. Cooked, you know, like, yeah. uh, don't like them. I like the crisp ones. I like the ones. There's some that are like almost a little juicy, and I'm like, okay, I can get down with these. Yeah, yeah. I can get funky yeah, with yeah. these. They're real green, like they're yeah. real green. I like those. How, those do you, how do you feel about corn off the cob? Uh, I like corn off the cob a lot. So that flip flop. I'm always like, I don't, don't give me, but like, let me work for my corn, baby. <laughs> but like, it's got to be like the sweet stuff. Yeah. If it's yeah. just like boring ass corn. <laughs> nah, nah. You know what, you know what vegetable I do feel too strongly about and too positively oh. about? Broccoli. No, dude, broccoli is the shit. <laughs> I love it. I'm so I mean, like, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking like steamed bland ass broccoli. You can just steam the shit out of any fucking vegetable mm-hmm. and kill it. Talked about you put that thing in the oven, put a little, put some like salt on or whatever. Oh yeah, crisp that shit up. Ooh, give me some like, give me some Although, brown to black broccoli. I'm, mm. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I can eat steamed steam broccoli. broccoli all day. This too. dude, big in the broccoli. <laughs> I got that roughage. Got to it get that help. roughage. Um, Sorry, Colton Pareko trade. Other thoughts rumors. on vegetables, real quick. <laughs> Carrots are good. Asparagus good. is what, fine. Yeah, what don't you like? I actually like a lot of them. Vegetable-wise, I'm pretty good, I think. Yeah. I'm not, I don't hate cauliflower, but I never, like, choose cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, Which is yeah. weird, because it's just white broccoli. Have you ever <laughs> tried to, have you ever, fun. like, made, I mean, you don't make cauliflower, but then you, like, <laughs> you dealt with a head of cauliflower? cauliflower? That, that shit crumbles apart like it's, oh, like, really? Gouda cheese. It's weird. Gouda Ooh. cheese, what am I talking about? Other cheeses that crumble apart. Uh, blue cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just weird. It's a um, weird texture. That's strange. So, uh, I dealt with this in the last week, so. Yeah, uh, lima beans I weirdly like, which I feel like most people are like, nah. Yeah. I think. Um, I guess there's. I guess there's none that I'm. I mean, I'm sure potatoes, obviously, but that certain vegetables can be pretty bland. Americans are yeah, on their own. Yeah, like, sure. Like beets. I don't mind beets. Are you like pickle a beet? Man, you can pickle anything, and I'll eat it. I tell you what. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not a big pickles guy. Oh, I love but pickles. That's good for you because I just give you mine when that's we right. get them at McAllister's or whatever. So damn good. No big win. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm just like bring it. Bring it. <laughs> Bring on the vegetables. I'm probably bigger on vegetables than I am on fruits. I'm not a big... I mean, there are some fruits I like, but I'm never like, yeah, fruit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mango. Grapefruit. Not a big fan. Uh, oh, mango's a shit. Mango's I'm sure good. it's fine. I don't... I don't... I just don't... I'm never like, you gotta get me some mango. But the Toronto Maple Leafs are got, <laughs> like, gotta get me one of these blues right-handed uh, defensemen. Okay. Uh, what is it like okay. a C minus? You think um, D plus? I give it. I give it three stars. Oh, out of, out of ten. 
Uh, there's a rumor going around. I don't know how reputable it is. That Barry. Uh, did we talk about the Kapanen trade at all? No, nah, we put it towards the it's end. It's old news. Because we got blue it, shit. Well, that's true, but it does directly relate to this rumor. We can talk about it. Um, no, we'll we'll talk about it later. Essentially, in the Casper Kapanen trade, the Penguins' fifteenth overall pick went to Toronto because Jim Rutherford. Sucks it as Yeah, as a bad GM. Um, Not very good. Yeah. Uh, and this proposed trade would have the Blues sing Colton Pareko to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a package of Andreas Janssen, defenseman Timothy Liljegren, and the 15th overall pick in this year's draft. I love this trade package people don't like you people for saying that hate this trade package i don't think i it's not like holy crap mind blown level um but it's pretty good to me i don't like so so here's the thing i've heard yeah. a lot of people i've heard justin horniker said if you trade pareko you've got to get nylander back Nylander, Nylander, I always forget. Nylander. Nylander, okay, all right. All right. For now. If he's wrong, it's his fault this time. That's fine. I would love to have William Nylander on this team. It's not saving you money. Yeah. It's more money for William Nylander. It costs more money. Unless they want to also take Alex Steen. You want to undo the worst wrong in Maple Leafs history? Have old busted Alex Steen. I would come full circle. It's only a problem for this year. That's right. But That's I'm it. saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like this package, though. If you... if This is a good package coming from the Maple Leafs. I, my only issue with it is, like, does someone else need Colton Pareko? Because then maybe we get a better package. But from the oh, Maple I love Leafs... A bigger package. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the best package you're going to get from the Maple Leafs that fits like the Colton Blues, Pareko what they need. I would like to go to the package, though, because, to the Maple Leafs, only because nothing against Colton Pareko, but I'd love to see them think that he's their number one right-handed defenseman when he is certainly not their number one right-handed defenseman. That sort of goes back to... Is Raleigh also right-handed, though? Um, I believe so. lefty, lefty, lefty? No, I think he's right. Who else would they play on the like? Who who is on their top pairing on the right side? Redko Gudis. And if and as I say, if uh, I if Riley's up, if Riley's a lefty, Riley's a lefty for Co- real. Jake Muzzin's a lefty. Tyson Berry's gone. Cody Cece's gone. Rasmus Sandin's a lefty. Travis Dermott's a lefty. Callie Rosen's a lefty. Martin Marinson's a lefty. Their best right-handed defenseman. Their only right-handed defenseman is Justin Hall. <laughs> no fucking wonder this team blows. Holy crap. Cody Cece and Tyson Berry. Kyle Dubas sucks at his job. I don't know, man. Maybe they would give us whatever we wanted for Colton Pareko because they like they, they need, need a righty desperately. Dude. Give us top-rated uh, defensive prospect uh, Nick Robertson yeah. while you're at it, baby. I really don't want any of our players to go to Toronto because I like they're gonna lose there, and I feel bad. And that whole that city will pin it on them, and they'll be pissed and angry when really the whole problem is how they built this team in the first place. So 
I would like Colton Pareko not I to go there. I look at this roster and I see a team that cannot win. And then I look at their results and that suspicion is confirmed. You got four guys. That's it. That's all you got. John, John Tavares was the very first mistake. The big one, though. But I mean, that was the. I mean, like that was the mistake that they thought was like not a mistake. Like, uh-huh. well, of course we sign them. Perfect, done. And they moved on, and it was like, I think you fucked up immediately, and then it only it only got worse. Eleven million dollars for that dude, and he's fine. He's very good. I was like, Tavares, he's it's probably very close good to worth it. At hockey, he's still only twenty nine somehow. Man, he look he looks like a rough twenty nine. Oh yeah, he's had he's seen some hard miles on twenty nine years. Um, it's not called Short Island. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they they bent themselves over a barrel with that. Matthews had to make more than Tavares because they put him in that situation and then Marner couldn't make much less than Matthews because they were performing at the same clip. You put yourself there and your dumbass dubass guaranteed it. You bean down bean hole. Ah, oh, wow. Okay, so Colton Perko for Andreas Janssen, Timothy Lillier Grana, and a first over first over. Andreas Janssen. Fifteenth overall pick. Uh, twenty goal scorer in uh, eighteen nineteen forty three points. People, people talk. Uh, maybe this was part of the misunderstanding here. People talk about Andreas Janssen like he's an unknown prospect. He's a two ta- two year uh, contributor at the NHL level. A good two way forward. Twenty goal scoring potential. Mm-hmm. Contracts a little on the high side, but nothing that's like screams unpalatable. Mm, almost forty points the year he had forty three all uh, even strength. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, kill penalties for you probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would, like, I would rather have Andreas Janssen. I'm not saying I don't think they can be better, but like, you tell me next year you got to ride or die with one of these guys. I'd rather have Andreas Janssen than like Samford or. Blay or Barbashev or one of those like hat pick sort of guys, you know. I'm kind of kind of tired of our bottom six. Yeah, we talked about this last week, and we were right about this. Mm-hmm. Like none of those players are bad, but I just need your bottom six doesn't have to be a wheel of bodies. And we kind of talked about how it did solidify itself, and they were playing all really well during the cup run, and we didn't make many line changes there. And maybe it'll solidify itself at the beginning of this next season more. Uh-huh. But in the bubble, it was all kinds of jacked up. And so I would like to see it have a little bit more form, you know, where we had a, a Bozak Thomas Maroon line. And that line was a third line, and they were good. And we had a solid fourth line. I think we can still maybe put out three solid lines that make sense, but I think whether it's your third or your fourth line, you have this weird other amalgamation where it's like, Jordan Cairo can't be on that line. You can't do McEachern, Cairo, Barbashev. That's not going to fucking work. Yeah. So, like, you need a little more identity in your bottom six. Yeah. And I've, I talk about it as if it's, like, this big thing we need to do. It's not the end of the world, but I'd like to see it. And if you're going to trade Pareko for a package... Then, then why not let you know a bottom six forward be part of that package? Yeah, I think that's fine. Your thoughts on Timothy Lilligren? I think the dude's 
pretty good. I think he's I think he's good. And look What's at, he? He look lefty? at this Andreas Janssen shot shot chart. Dude gets in close. Uh Timothy Lilligren's got to be left today is ready. Oh. So they'd be insane to part with him, but it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's and plus he's I would say he's probably an HL ready. He can step in and be your third right. Oh, I was like, he could be, he could be fine on this team. You can yeah. shelter the shit out of him and see how he works out. How yeah. old is he? He's like 21 now. 21, 22? Yeah. What? Uh, and a 15th? 15th is pretty good. And remember, this is another thing people forget. Deep draft. But also, it doesn't have to be a draft pick, dudes. Mm-hmm. What does Doug Armstrong trade all the time? Excess draft picks. Worked out pretty good with Braden Shin. Worked out pretty good with Ryan O'Reilly. Worked mm-hmm. out... Less good with Justin Falk. <laughs> Worked out pretty good with Jay Bowmeister. That dude weaponizes first round picks. And if he picks two people, he's not going to miss because he weaponizes draft picks, too. He ships the bet on contracts sometimes. That's yeah. that's the one drawback. But I was going to say, if he makes a Colton Pareko trade, I think whatever package we'd be getting back will would, be a pack. I was like, yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. I don't. Doubt Doug Armstrong there. Now maybe again, whoever we get, like you just said, maybe we extend them for too long for too much money. But other than that, uh, I'm not going to doubt the package he brings back. I would personally love it to be one for one for like some big player like Nylander. But again, you're not really saving any money. You might be saving money in the sense that you have more term with them at that amount, and you have to worry about this giant leap in, in dollars later down uh, down the line there. But it would be it would be more fun, I think, than getting a package back. But that's just me. But I think to the people that are saying you're gonna have to hold on, just hold on to Preco, hold on to Petrangelo, let Preco walk in two years. I'm my appetite for that is better than saying that about Petrangelo right now and letting Petrangelo walk for nothing. But I'm still not a big fan of I ah, just play your hand for those two years and then when he leaves, he leaves and no big deal. It's like eh, I don't know. And the value for Pareko right now, even though he had a not-so-great bubble, well, that's saying it nicely, a not-so-great uh, bubble performance, is still pretty high. And he's got two whole years left on his contract. You know, the value drops next year when he's essentially a rental when you're trading him to somebody because they just have him for a year. Like, uh-huh. having the two years cost-controlled is a pretty big deal, regardless of how he just performed. And again, it's bubble hockey. You can just be like, oh, COVID and shit, and, you know, who knows? And then some fucking GMs would eat it player, up. One of, the, one of the fifth of this team we learned this week that had coronavirus. <laughs> None of it got into the bubble, but we had plenty of it before. I'll say... Vince done. Yeah, oh, Jordan Bennington... Fingers crossed. I hope that dude had Rona, because that might explain it. Uh, I will say this, and this is going to be very, very unpopular. Here comes the controversial opinion. I would prefer that in addition to Alan, who again, gotta get rid of that $4 million backup. Gotta bring in Huso. It's not a personal thing, but it's just time, and if you don't think it's time... I think you're crazy. And I, you know how I know it's time? Because I'll say that uncontroversially, and there won't be much controversy. There's the one or two male male Karens that'll <laughs> come through and be like, well, you can't possibly. He's better than Bennington, which is dumb. But for the most part, even the people on Twitter who are like vocal Allen fans are like, yeah, or like, don't say anything anyway. Um, <laughs> I really would prefer that you trade... If you're going to cut costs for Petrangelo specifically, I would prefer that you trade valuable pieces and get value back. Don't 
buy out Alex Steen. It's going to oh, save you useless. $2 million of cap space this year and add $3 million next year. Don't buy out or trade Tyler Bozak if it's going to cost you assets to do so. Mm-hmm. Keep those guys, bite the bullet for one more year, and you've got total financial freedom after that. This this team's salary cap crunch, quote-unquote, is this year only. That's the only year it is. After this year, we lose... Um, am I on the Blues? Yes, I'm on the Blues. After this year, we lose Alex Steen's $5.7 million, Jaden Schwartz's $5.3 million, Stanford and Barbashev are both due extensions, Thomas obviously is due an extension, but Thomas hasn't been good enough yet to be demanding some, like, eight-year, $9 million thing, unless mm-hmm. he just has a bust-out season. Uh, Pareko's off the books and his $5.5 million, and both the goalies are off the books. Oh, sorry, Pareko's not. But both the goalies are off. So after this, when this season ends, this current season that is, has ended, we currently have um, $2 million in cap space entering next season. When the next season ends, we have $34 million. And obviously you're going to use a lot of that. Obviously, if you sign Petrangelo, now you have $25 million. But my point is, you don't want, you don't, you don't need to make panic moves and act like you have the cap situation Mm -hmm. totally under control. In addition to that, or totally out of control, rather, in addition to that, your team is aging. You have a young core that you can build and, you know, Costin O'Reilly... Austin O'Reilly, Austin Thomas, Cairo, Perunovic, Dunn if you keep him. Um, by the way, Colton Perico is not like a young gun anymore. The dude's 27. Let's stop pretending like he's a rising star in the NHL, please. Dude is in, in his prime, like fully. It's not getting better from here. Um, which isn't a shot. He's very good, but like, stop pretending like he's got some other tier he's gonna hit. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Is like when it started out, it was a couple years ago, which made sense because he was only two or three years into his uh, career, and they're like, you know, that's a future number one. That's future number one, and uh, he looks far and away better than say the people that were saying, oh, Kevin Shattenkirk, that's a number one oh, yeah. at the time. Much better much more likely to fill that role. I still don't think he's really going to be that on a good team. I think mm-hmm. he'd be that on a, on a mediocre team or, you Pareko? know, a, yeah, yeah, or a he's rising like a 1B. team. He's a solid number one if you're bad, mm-hmm. and he's a, a phenomenal number two if you're good. But that's the thing is, like, if you have Petrangelo, I don't, Petrangelo, I think, is going to age like fine wine, baby. I don't think it has to be this thing where, like, well, he's on his way out, though. We really need to start replacing him with Preco. Nah, yeah. dog, I don't think so. I really just don't. I don't think that's the case. And you can have Pareko as your number two, but if that's your... But also, You like, can trade you him and get stuff for him. You're not replacing him with Pareko because A, Pareko's not that much better than him. Is not better than yeah. him. But also B, Pareko's not that much younger than him. Mm-hmm. So you can replace him with Pareko for a year or two until Pareko hits the same part of the decline that Petrangelo's mm-hmm. in. Which it's... you don't want if you have in two years, if you sign re- if you re-sign Alex Petrangelo, I think you already made this point, but just to reiterate, you're not re-signing Colton Pareko. He's not a long-term fit on this team. I'm sorry to the people that think he is. It doesn't make sense. You can't if 
what's he gonna make seven million dollars? Mm-hmm. You're gonna put let's say per, let's say Petrangelo generously makes eight. You're gonna put. $21.5 million on your right side? No, you're not. Because you don't have <laughs> friggin' a Shea Weber in his mm-hmm. prime or something over there to combine with these people. And I was like, and let's be honest, while Falk didn't have like the best season this year, I don't think that's what he's going to be for the next however many years he's here. And if you put him in a Look, second... He was our best yeah. defenseman in the bubble. Put him on the second pairing on the right side, done. Seriously, you have your I replacement right his there. the problem was that he was getting bounced back and forth in limited minutes and mm. stuff. That dude needs to be QBing a power play. It's second power play is fine, but do mm. it. And let him roll. It's... I think it would work just fine, like... Falk replaces Preko a lot more easily than people think. I think part of the problem with this team, too, and the irony here is, like, part of the reason we're so protective of our defensemen is that we can't score goals with the best teams in the league, and so we feel like we have to shut down. But in theory, you could you <laughs> not, trade Colton Pareko not the blues, sir. to get a 30-goal scorer or something. Obviously, the Janssen package isn't that. And I don't think, by the way, that you're trading him for Nylander in a first, Nylander in a first, and Jesus, uh, yeah. Rasmus Sandin or whatever. Oh, no, These yeah. people who think like, oh, just trade him for Matthew Kachuk. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm in favor. That's great, but it's not happening. We're, we're just t- kicking the tires on uh, Sidney Crosby yeah, here. We're just, you know, always want to see if he's available. Oh, that's right. Never say never. That's uh, that's uh, old Jimmy R's. Uh, <laughs> I thought Jimmy R was, uh, you know... <laughs> it's either Jack Johnson or it's Ole Vada. And it was Ole Vada. Uh, oh, boy. It was either the 15th overall pick or Kappa or Kappa or Kappanen. Casperi. Casperi, Kappanen. Uh, speaking of the Penguins, real quick, uh, we had a couple of writing questions from legendary superfan of the podcast, Morgan Busby. Uh, he specifically, we've, we've spoken about him before, mm-hmm. my uh, boss at work. Uh, he specifically uh, asked, what time is the Penguins playoff game this weekend? Which I think may be a shot at another co-worker, Nathan, who probably isn't listening to this. He's got better things well, to do. He curses far too much. Uh, but um, also he asked, what do you think about the Ruweedle extension? Which I didn't even know had happened. I saw that today. How much was it? How much do they pay for Chad Ruweedle? Um, I don't know, like 400 pokey bucks. <laughs> I was literally going to say the pre-evolved form of Weedle. He's the Kakuna baby form of Weedle. Weedle. Why the? Why would you make a if baby you, form of Weedle? If you breed a, 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 a Beedrill hmm. and a Heracross in the Pokemon Center in Lavender Town, you get a Ruweedle. And it doesn't evolve into anything, and it's genderless. But it's Poison Dragon, so... You know. Genderless. Uh, Chad Ruweedle, how much do they pay him? Not very much, I hope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that is that who they're playing with Sidney Crosby next year? Probably. No, Casper Kapanen is. Yeah, Duh. both of them. Ruweedle and Kapanen? I um, love it. Give him, give it to me. Ruweedle is making... Is he an offensive person? He's an offenseman. No, he's a defenseman. Oh, really? $700,000 so, for two yeah. years? Woo! He's a nobody. He's 30 years old, Chad Ruedel? I don't know anything Morgan, about this guy. Morgan, I don't have thoughts on this extension, <laughs> I, even as a joke. I thought I knew who he even was, Even as a joke, I don't have thoughts on this extension. And that was our interlude. So, my point is, 
Colton Pareko, good. I'd love to keep him forever. You can't keep everybody forever. That's the and thing. I, People I attach understand. too much of themselves to this. They're like, we, I love this team. Like, well, okay, but some of them have to go. We did overreact last week. I understand that. But what I don't get is how last week's performance didn't break people of this everyone from the cup team has to stay forever. Well, because it was just to... bubble hockey, you know, just a write-off. But it's not. That's, I know. <laughs> and the next year's going to be a write-off, too, because, well, it was still kind of weird. Yeah. And then course. the next season will be, and it's like, you know what, then at that point, Tarasenko and O'Reilly's contracts are up, and are we just going to be like, well, guys, we can't base can't base your contracts on anything that just happened. Everything was weird. <laughs> you want us to cut three decades ago. I do. I look forward. I honest to God look forward to that. When we go four years from now and people are still talking about like, guys, come on. We won that cup four years ago. And then like seven years from now, then it's like, come on, guys. We won that cup seven years ago. We can still do it. And they're like, this isn't the same team. Robert Thomas died two years ago. He's off the team. We don't have anybody. We got Chad Ruedel back there now. 37-year-old Chad Ruedel. Uh. Um, Jaden Schwartz is another guy. You decide if you're signing him next year. And if you're not, you trade him for value now. I'm so, like we our our farm system is thin after yeah. Costin and Cairo and Brunovich. Um, Hofer might be a good goalie. Alexandros going to be a hand. That's it, guys. That's about that's about the farm system. You remember the years when Dmitry Yaskin was our best prospect? Because we're heading back there. We've got a pick this year. I don't know what it is if overall. Uh, I'll look it up now. We got to fall what within like twenty third in between um, uh, sixteen and twenty third, something like that. I thought Cap Friendly would have a little pop up that said, but it didn't. I want fifteen and sixteen. The Blues I want back to back. are twenty seven. What but we got? This oh has to be no! I was like, "Is that gonna, like they can't base it on like points, like actual points?" They go, "Well, how you finish in the regular season? That's just how it goes." No way. That's the 2019 draft. Maybe the earlier thing was the 2019 draft. Well, I'm confused. I choose to believe we fall between 16 and 23, given the fact there's eight teams left. I like that. I hope we're 16. Well. Apparently, it's not going to tell us, so... Okay. They'll flip a coin. They'll figure it out. Yeah. In October. I'm sure they'll know, eventually. I wish that the draft was right before Halloween. Like, the day before Halloween. That would be awesome. I wish it was on Halloween. So oh, my God. So Can you imagine day. giving kids candy because they ring the doorbell and you come back and you to, like, Gary Bettman dressed as a vampire, uh, as he does, and telling you, like, some weird trade happened? Yori Laterra trade. We got a trade to announce. Ooh. <laughs> um, and people are ringing his doorbell because he's got to do this from, you know, his home because of Corona times. Hilarious. That would be awesome. Okay, I don't know where we pick. It's impossible to determine. I'm telling you, 16. 15, 16. Give me that Daniel oh, and Henrik Sedin picks. Oh, yeah. Because they're probably going to fall off. Yeah. Well, not that good. Just give me, you know, a brother. Two brothers. Brother and a sister. Can women play in this league? (laughs) Phil and Amanda Kessel. I dig it. I dig Amanda. I don't know about Phil, but... 
In any case, I just personally, to me, you are already thin on draft picks. You don't have a second e either of the next two years. You don't have a fourth next year. You don't have a sixth or a seventh this year. Um, you're already thin on prospects. Don't trade more futures to get rid of uh, Bozak or Steen or whoever when you can potentially trade a guy that you're not going to keep long-term anyway and get some young pieces that help your team. This is how good teams stay relevant. They recycle. They don't get married to one player. And I know we're saying all this while advocating that you have to keep Petrangelo, but that's the exception to the rule. That's the guy. That's the only one. If there's a trade out there for Jordan Bennington this year that's a King's Ransom, do it. I don't care. Kick the tires. But kick the tires on everybody. But just don't, don't get caught in this mindset that you've got to reward these players for what they did because that's what the money is for. Let another team reward them for what they did for us. With more money. Colton Prankler, you won the cup for the St. Louis Blues. Here, we're the Detroit Red Wings. We'll pay you uh, a lot of money after we Play, trade for you. Pay you all the money? We can't trade Alexi Lafreniere. So sad. <sighs> Any more thoughts on the Blues? Uh, no, I hope next week we can talk about a Petrangelo. Uh, extension? Extension, God, resigning. That'd nice. Yeah, That'd be nice. I would like it to be done. Just because I don't want to hear one more upstart, bitchy little Maple Leafs fan talking about, he's gonna come home. Like his wife and children are born here, and he doesn't have extended roots in the NH in the St. Louis area. I hate that city, and I hate it. Toronto's a fine city. Round two of the NHL playoffs: Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks are tied at one. I thought Vegas was going to ran over, ran over, going to run over the Vancouver Canucks, and they did in Game 1, and then they got run over in Game 2. And at some point, Marc-Andre Fleury got stabbed through the heart with a broadsword by Pete DeBoer. We don't know that. It's just someone wrote DeBoer on the sword. They could be oh, framing Pete oh, DeBoer. It could be a murder oh, mystery. Oh, it was actually... Chad Ruido. Um, the uh, his agent, whoever Walsh, Walsh? Yeah. yeah, Twitter personality slash NHL. I would say super agent, but he's not that super. His clientele is not that impressive. Uh, he's got like suck him it, Alan. And who who was like one other expensive guy, and that was about it. Uh, but anyway, um, oh, uh, Pacioretty was his like next top client. So two uh, Vegas Golden Knights guys. For those of you that didn't see, he posted a picture of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury being stabbed through the back by Pete DeBoer, uh, by a sword that said Pete DeBoer, um, on Twitter. And then it was a big controversy, and then it got taken down. And I don't usually credit Adam Wilde for much, but he convinced me that Flurry had to know what was happening before it happened. Oh yeah. And anyway, uh, that was a whole it's, saga. That uh, that meme's got legs, baby. Oh, There's the, lots the of, meme has legs. Lots of sure. swords going through people with names Hockey on them. Hockey specific memes. People sure. love them. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, sorry that you're very old. You're still very good, but sorry that you're very old and there is a younger option that plays very well on yeah. your team now. Yeah. Sorry, they have Ramen Leonard. Uh. Was Robin and Leonard in for both of these? I'm assuming he was. 
But I can't. Yes. I, I didn't get to watch game two, but I did see Vancouver beat them like 5-2, 5-1, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. I think they play tomorrow. Three of these series happen tomorrow. I can't remember which one doesn't happen tomorrow, but we'll see. I'm hoping, obviously, that the Knights can take a stranglehold of this series down the line and just beat the Canucks in submission, even though I don't even really dislike the Canucks that much. If the Canucks want to move on past this, cool. I would then say they're not going to beat the next team, but really I didn't think they would beat Vegas. So if they move, if they move past Vegas, Canucks can win the Cup. There you go. Anybody That's can win pick. the Cup. It's bubble hockey. It doesn't count, I've been told. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche somehow losing to the Dallas Stars in 2-1 to one games. And I'll tell you how. Philip Grubauer got murdered, so and Essel Lindell once again at the center of controversy. This guy was our holy diver last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and now controversial ga- goal in game two. Ian, break it down for us. Did you not see it? I did. No. <laughs> there was. Uh, you weren't supposed to call me. On that. I, I just yeah. assumed. Um, there was a point where I guess it wasn't Grubauer. I guess it was Fran. What's his name? Francois. Francois. Whatever. Uh, their, their backup goalie uh, was, you know, stacking the pads, was down on the line, and Lindell pushed the puck over the line or basically pushed the puck against uh, the backup goalie's pads, and no one could really tell if it went across the line or not. Uh-huh. But the refs immediately called it across the line, even though they were, like, behind the net and there was no way they could see. And they and Greg Wyshynski was pissed as shit because he basically was like, oh, because Dallas celebrated a goal, they said, oh, must have been a goal that uh-huh. happened today. And I kind of agree with them. I don't know how these refs could have seen this puck go over the line. It may have gone over the line. I'm not saying it didn't physically happen, but there's, I don't think there's any way for them to see that. And because they called it a goal... They couldn't really see what happened with the puck, so then it had to stay a goal because there was no really conclusive evidence to overturn that. But I think if they had called it a, a no goal, there was no way they were going to turn it over to be a goal. And really, they only called it a goal because Esselindel and some other star threw their arms up. So I don't think that determined the whole game. I don't know where it necessarily fell in that game, but I think it was when Dallas had already been up by a goal or two. If I if, Honestly, if I had to guess, because I think it was later in the game. So, not awful, but it's like, eh, I don't know. Just get it right. Don't just call random ass goals. Like, if you can't see the puck, don't you just whistle it dead? Like, I know it's on the line, so you can't just boop and be like, sorry, I whistled it dead right before it went over. But like, you can't fucking see. You can't fucking see. I try to put my brain in the head of, like, an Avs fan, and I'd be fucking pissed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, but yeah, Dallas... It's... Dallas have had a bad string of luck in the playoffs, too, mm-hmm. last year with that weird offsides call, which was technically offsides, but it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would it have been offsides uh, next year? I guess I'll say this year. Next year when there's a plane? Uh, I think it still might have been in the weird way he was offsides, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure for sure. I'm not for sure sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I I'm just surprised. looked up Alex Petrangelo's yeah. hero chart, by the way, the little bar graph thing please resign him just stop let's just stop talking just, about it. just email that to dougie yeah <laughs> you checked out his hero chart then doug i just say i'm surprised army that... at gmail.com i'm not sure i'm surprised it's dallas is up M's. in this series Com, two to one <laughs> are you surprised da- am i surprised yeah. Dallas? Is up? yes you shouldn't be much. though because the abs have been the better team 
and they will succeed nevertheless. Yeah, they'll just win. Because the Avs had a really awful first game. Isn't Frank so, Frank 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 hurt now too? I don't care. It doesn't matter. They don't need a goalie. Adam War they're, they're we crazy. Will, we will rally around Adam Werner and we will play good. Yeah, hockey. they will. They'll be fine. <laughs> Colorado lost first game as a public shit. Then the second game they actually looked like the better team but just couldn't get it together towards the end. And then uh, game three there, they looked like gangbusters. They'll be fine. Did they win game three? Did yeah. They won game three. That was the order. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's what it's about. That's what the Avalanche are doing. I can't speak words so good. Um, next series that we're looking at is the Philadelphia Flyers versus the New York Islanders, which I believe Ian is tied as not tied. It's two to one, isn't it? Oh, really? I thought it was tied. I thought the Islanders shut them out twice first. No, I don't think so. Didn't they? I'll look it up. Game three. You're correct. I'm an idiot. Okay. I'm an idiot. Uh, so you're thinking um, of the Islanders drubbing of the Washington I'll, Capitals. I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The Flyers one in five. Oh boo! I hope the Islanders beat them. I'm I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for, the for Isles. Sean Couturier and Scott Lawton. Sorry, and sorry. And you will not say otherwise. Steven's uh, playoff pool team oh, not looking so hot. Hard. There's other people in this playoff pool that have done much worse, Steven. I think you're going to be okay. There's nobody else that's done worse than me. What about the guy that had like five Blackhawks yeah, players? Yeah, but he's still ahead of me, though. How? Because my team sucks. Oh, Steven. Oh, You yeah. should have listened to your gut. Hey, I have no sympathy. I lost last year. No sympathy. You will have sympathy because I will not suffer the fate, the same fate as you. Oh, it will be a much worse as fate. A, as a peon. Yeah, I'll have to wear that jersey to an empty arena. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, ain't going to an empty arena. I'll fill the arena and then we'll all get thrown out because of coronavirus. And that's how I'll dodge it. That's how I'll dodge it. I think you're going to wear that jersey. I think so maybe it's a head wrap maybe i'll maybe i'll set it on fire maybe jeff will choke you with it maybe, well, shove it down your throat now we're talking now it's violent it's okay now it's uh hot. tambay lightning people can tune into our other podcast for the erotic fiction <laughs> About it's also about called uh, Two Guys, One Cup, but it's yeah. the same title. Uh, Hard to find. Just with that one's but with easier uh, to listen to. Yeah, that one's with a mix of numbers and letters. Hard on the eyes, easy on the call. <laughs> oh, oh boy, bad taste. I'm down by five points in that league, Ian. This schmuck, this schmuck picked Yaroslav Halak from the start. Yeah, you knew. From the start. Planned And that's the only reason that's half his points. I picked Jordan Bennington. It's not going well for me. And I will also, stand up in protest. You also picked Scott Lawton. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> now, I now know that Scott Lawton, Travis Konechny, Different Two people. different people. And I knew that at the time, and I said the wrong one. But to my credit, I believe Scott Lawton had four points in the play-in round. And that's how I got confused, because he was like a leading point scorer that was undrafted. Unless <laughs> unless Jeff set me up. Maybe Jeff set me up. Maybe Plan, it's a Plandemic. It's a pandemic. I'm not doing it. I'm calling foul. I'm drawing the P in the air for protest. 
and I'm not doing it. No more masks. <laughs> Just kidding. Please wear your mask. Uh, I won't. I will wear a Jason mask. That probably works too, a little bit. Well, it's got holes all over the mouth. Yeah, I know, but you could get the small holes, you know. Well, get the real small holes and no Redu- reduce it a little bit. Can't get through the microscopic. Oy, 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 oy. Ian, how you doing in this thing? You're 37 points. You're dead in the middle. You're boring. Good. At least I'm not last. Sorry, oh, that's so... not a dig at you. I was last oh, last year. Yes, it was a dig at me. No, it wasn't. Fine. My team should have been fine. Jacob Slavin, no points. Oliver Ekman Larson, no points. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin, five points. His shit ass team got bounced in the first round. And I chose not to choose Nathan McKinnon because I'm an idiot. Those were the two people. And I thought, I don't know why. I thought to myself, if the Capitals go deep, Alex Ovechkin's gotta have a thousand points. Mm-hmm. And I assumed they would. And I thought maybe the cap maybe the uh, Avalanche could go deep without Nathan McKinnon having a thousand points. And I was dead wrong and I deserve everything I got. Yeah, I picked Connor McDavid, he got bounced, so you know, we're all feeling oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> we're all feeling yeah. it. We're all real suffering. Really suffering. There will be no preseason, so I shall be removed. I will suffer some much worse fate because I know Jeff too well. But there will be no game to which I can go, and therefore I shall be removed of the normal punishment. (laughs) It shall be so much worse. Perhaps I'll have... Nope, not going to say that out loud. Not going to wish it into existence. Not giving him any He's going to be flogged in Keener Plaza. I'll tell him about Keener Plaza. I'll tell you what's happened there. I'm going. Vloggings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll submit to a vlogging sooner than I wear Again. a child size <laughs> Chicago vlog. Again, I like to I like to say that we do have an erotic <laughs> podcast called Two Guys on Cup that you can also find about vloggings and submitting a, to them. <laughs> one cup with a K, perhaps? No. 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 You determine how we there, spell it. There is a silent triple X though in the title. You've got to find that for yourself. It's not at the beginning. Um, Flyers Islanders. What do you think? You think the Islanders? Yeah, Islanders win it. I want them to bore themselves to a cup. I want them to, and you know what? They're not even that boring to watch. They're, They're a fun boring. team. You're boring. Any team with Cal Clutterbuck's okay. Doesn't lose another game, and they're my hope. They're all my. They're, that's who my hope rests on. Tampa Bay runs through the Boston Bruins, mm-hmm. and then I have Couturier going into the third round. I get six points, and what's his name? Is it thing of the past? It's done. I've, I've carved my path to victory. It's a narrow road, but I can walk it, and I can walk it. So why does Tampa Success. Bay have to win? Because Yaroslav Halak has to die! Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Not our good old... Not our good old... No. Uh, oh, yes. Czech? Czech boy? He's Czech. Slovakian. Oh, he's Slovakian. He's from the shit. other one. This guy, They're the same this thing. Guy, oh, my <laughs> They're God. the same oh, thing. My, oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to let this guy win, Jeff? That's a 30-point deduction if I ever heard one. And he'd still barely be behind me. All right, we've gone off the rails. People don't know what we're talking about. At one point, they were the same. Did they hate each other, though? Yeah, that's why they split. Is that why they're they're not not a thing? They're friends. I don't know. Uh, Sometimes they put lines on the middle of things and they just split them. Sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. And then, you know... 
something happened. People in East Germany like people in West yeah, Germany. Yeah, you know when th- we just created West Dakota? <laughs> yeah. That was the whole thing? Yeah, it's like that. Look, I don't know anything about Oy, Eastern yeah, Europe. Yeah. Which one's Slovenia? Does that still exist? Uh, probably. Yeah, it does, because what's his name's from there? Sure. You can be from a place that doesn't exist anymore, though. Um, the L.A. King. He's Slovenian. He's the only Slovenian. Andrzej Kopitar? Yeah, he's Slovenian. Are you sure? Yeah. I've got to make up for my, my big blunder with Czechoslovakia that no longer exists. He is Slovenian. Hooray! And also, real ugly. <laughs> Man! <laughs> I'm lashing out! I'm going to be lashed in Keener Plaza, so I'm lashing out at everybody. Two guys, one cup. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, though, the best game of the playoffs last game. 7-1. Could be, could be bad for everybody. What if they just did? What if they were just like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, it's ours now. <laughs> Not to be insensitive, but Boston was probably very happy to be like, oh, we want to delay the games? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's do <laughs> let's it. Let's do, do that. third one of those real <laughs> Yeah, let's stop. Let's stop the games for a while. Um... I agree. I don't know, like, Boston, do they have it to come back? Of course they do. They're Boston. Mm. Are they gonna? I'm not sure they are. What do you think? I mean, a lot to get lit up, so that helps. That helps you. Yeah, does that break Yarrow? Fragile Yarrow Halak? Man, that that guy's fragile, but he's not really because he's been around for so long. That dude, I have so much respect for that dude. When we traded Halak, it was like, oh, I guess price is better, and guess what? He is better. But I thought that meant that Yaroslav Halak would be gone, but the fact that I can still talk about Kerry Price and Yaroslav Halak to this day, and they're both at least significant to people in the NHL, blows my mind, and I'm so happy. The Indians beat the Cardinals 14-2, to but this baby's real cute. Um, you know. There's a baby in the studio. <laughs> if only. You'd be, you should be so lucky to meet my niece. Not after the, not after your comments, <laughs> not after everything you've said. No, thank you. <laughs> um, Folks, I'm just painting with the fact brush. I'm painting with. I don't have it. I don't got, I got nothing. <laughs> Do you guys want? To go? <laughs> uh, oh God, we better get to the end of this disaster. Tentative NHL dates moving forward. If you want to hear about dates gone wrong, go over to our other <laughs> podcast, you guys one cup. The uh, <laughs> period is supposed to begin on October 9th or seven days after the conclusion of the Stanley Cup final. Training camps will open. This is what it said from two months ago, granted, but I haven't heard anything new. October 9th camp. has been confirmed. Oh, no, I've heard that, but the training camp thing, I was like, excuse me. November 17th. And uh, opening of the regular season, December 1st. Which I'm now, I think they've really dubious walked back. Best. to like Kyle yeah. dubious, I would say. And definitely a January start mm-hmm. seems much more likely. Yeah. Um, the plan discussed, are they, are four they gonna, bubbles. Yeah, they, they talked about four bubbles and they talked about moving teams in and out of the bubbles. And I was like, that, sir, is not a bubble anymore. That You could call it a hub, but it's not a bubble. Yeah. And, and that's fu- and that's if that's what you want to do, I'm not gonna go crazy and like scream at the NHL. Do whatever you want, but like just know that that probably is gonna have people with test, you know, positive tests and what have you. Fine, whatever, but but like you said earlier, I don't think you can t- 
talk to these guys and be like, hey, a good portion of you, more than half of you, were already in this bubble life for a little while. They're like, yeah, that was fine. Two of these teams were in bubble life for two months. How'd that go? Like, oh, I was all right. It kind of got annoying after a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you all do this for six months for us? Would that be fun? Would that be good for you? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to do that. And if that's the NHL's only plan, I think you're going to have a delay to the start of the season even further because players are not going to agree to that. Yeah. Um, and it's weird that you haven't heard you much at just, all about this. At all. Do you think they're just praying real hard for the vaccine? Yeah, I <laughs> think that's what it feels like. I mean, no offense. Like, I mean, they, everybody is, so I can't really blame just, them. I just like, heard no things. It's going to be September next week. That's only four months away from the start, supposedly, of the next NHL season uh, already. And they're kind of like, ah, I don't know, going to start in January. And it's like, how? And they're just like, I don't know. We'll do it. And yeah, it's just like they're crossing their fingers like, Jesus Christ, please, we just need this vaccine for these players. It's all we need. It's all we need. So I guess that's their plan for now. I'm sure we'll learn more in the coming months. But uh, that's what they want to do. And then the draft is sometime. The draft is October, I guess, at some point. Before free agency, I'm assuming. Is it going to be like they award the cup and the next day everyone sits down on their laptop and starts picking 18-year-olds? God, I hope so. I just want that draft so bad. I'm so excited for it. I hope every time Gary Bettman has to announce a draft, he's got a different fun background on his Zoom. Gary Bettman in Michael oh. Scott's office. Gary Bettman in hell with, like, good. horns drawn on. <laughs> Gary Bettman in a winter wonderland singing What's This with Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. Gary Bettman hanging out with John Cena. Lots of great things going on. I really hope that it's like, cuts in and out and it just looks really shitty in his basement when he's announcing, like, some, some huge trade, cataclysmic trade for, like, two franchises, like, you know, fucking New Jersey traded, I don't know who, to the Oilers for Dreisaitl, but it's all cutting in and out, and his wife's coming in trying to serve him food, and he's like, God damn it, no, I'm trying to, it's, it's Dreisaitl for, Dreisaitl for Hughes, the deal's one for one, <laughs> whatever, and you're like, oh, Jesus, and he's doing it while he's eating a Hot Pocket, oh, Jesus, give me that, give me some awkward, weird crap. I'm down for it. They've done, other leagues have done drafts already, yes, virtually, so far. Did, like, the MLB, shouldn't they have done a draft at this point? Virtually yes. or something? Yeah, they did it virtually. Or did, like, or the NFL, NFL did one. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, height, we talked about all this stuff already. The height of this stuff. Remember when they were going to do this draft in June? Oh, yeah. That was a mistake. Good thing they didn't. That was a mistake to even think about. That's it. That's all we got? That's all I got. You, re- you reached the end of this podcast. Congratulations. Yeah, you're here. We're proud of you. There's just hours of erotic fiction <laughs> over on DS1 Cup. It's not good. <laughs> uh, Our editors have said these drafts are very rough. And not the kind of rough that might make erotic fiction enticing. <laughs> Uh, Look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, which is the name of my first story. <laughs> I hope you read it. That's great. Listen to the audio retelling by legendary uh, frontman Eddie Vedder <laughs> on the first episode of Two Guys One Cut. 
the podcast. Not to be confused with the Two Guys One Cup podcast. Folks, it's been uh, it's been an evening. The Blues are out of the playoffs. We won't really have anything solid to discuss until Alex Petrangelo is re-signed or departs. Hopefully there's more goal controversy or something in the NHL. Yeah, please. maybe we do a gimmick pretty soon. Maybe we look at the misery index, bust that out pretty soon. We know who's getting picks. We know where the picks are. We can do that. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. But until next time, folks, you bled us dry tonight. We gave, we gave you everything we got. We gave again, it all to you. Again, two guys went out. <laughs> <laughs> you can find more of what Steven's talking about there. You gotta be 18 to enter. Except it's on Apple Podcasts and it is not marked as explicit. So <laughs> We've moved it to the children's section, I believe. Just to get as many eyes on it as possible. <laughs> Some people said putting a cartoon puppet on the front cover was a bridge too far. But But they haven't read the story yet. They haven't read the story. (laughs) Story number two. It's it's done. I'm not gonna go any further, but you know, you can find stuff like that on there too. (laughs) I can't breathe. Okay, all right. Don't you say a word. Don't you say a word. Ah, story number two, whose hand is inside. <laughs> that's, the, that's the two guys, one cup podcast, the puppet edition, told to you by storied actor and songstress Adina Minzel. <laughs> 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 She does not want to look at Tara going there. That was not part of the contract, I'll tell you. Whoo! Okay. Are we done? I think we're done. I think if I say any more words, I might actually pass out. So, whoo! Until next time, find our content elsewhere. Look at your own discretion. We cannot, legally, we cannot recommend that podcast Mm -hmm. to you. But it's out there find it folks and we'll talk to you very soon good night stay sexy <laughs> tara tara look at her go with a fresh cup of joe getting down to work early following our dreams into taxidermy uh, it, it's tax attorney i read that wrong oh yeah Got it. Tell them how I am the boss.